Hello, hi, assalamualaikum. Welcome to another episode of Verity, a podcast by Prodigy. So today we don't have any guests, but we're not because you will be accompanied by your host here, Nilam Sari. How have you guys been doing in the challenging situation of pandemic? Does all of you do well? For wherever you are right now, in office working, in hometown spending time with your loved one, or still on the road eager to meet your family and friends, stay safe and practice safe hygiene. Don't forget to always comply to the SLP set by government. Mm, a quick question here. How do you guys feel on this challenging situation? Like with all of the new norms and routine changes? Because as for me, as a student, I think the biggest challenge is to cope with all of the online learning things because yeah, it happens so suddenly and the changes happen is quite major. And <laughs> not complaining here. But yeah, on last year, when we wrote down all of our resolutions in our journal with determination to start a fresh new year, who would have thought that 2020 will bring us a very different year? The lockdowns, the fear and worry about our own health and loved ones, the routine changes, all these that the COVID-19 brought can cause fear, anxiety, stress, and uncertainty for so many of us. But here's the things. Uh, all of these emotions, there are healthy ways to cope with them. And that leads to our topic of podcast today. Stay safe, stay sane. Where I will talk on some things we can do as coping mechanisms for us to feel better. And you could give it a try and see if it may help you to relieve all the uneasy emotions. Because in this pandemic, it is not only important to care for your physical health, but also mental health. That's why in trying to stay safe, we also have to stay sane. Okay, without wasting our time, let's start the topic with a story. Here's the things. My lecturers are very concerned on our well-being throughout this online semester. Because yeah, I can't deny that these online and distance learning things can be quite stressful. So they always check on us and share motivational words or videos that can make us feel better. Uh, so one day, one of my lecturers, uh, she shared a motivational video on a man and how the quarantine situation drove his crazy. The man, he was confined alone in home, listened to a constant stream of COVID-19 updates and that things lead him to feeling anxious and agitated. But then, he came across a video speech from a former U.S. Navy admiral, uh, William H. McRaven. It's a good speech. You can search it up if you want to. So, the main idea of the speech is that if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. Making a bed? You must think, how that makes a difference for your emotion? Making a bed can make you happy. Exactly, that my first thought too. But after finishing the video, I think I understand what that video want to convey. So here's the thing. 
when we do our bed, as soon as we wake up, we have done the very first task of the day, and it gives us a small sense of accomplishment. You know, having the feeling that we have achieved something will lead and motivate us to completing another task. So, in this pandemic outbreak, uh, this is the feeling that I have felt myself. I think I done nothing, and I was upset for my passiveness. I know I was passive before the outbreak and lockdowns thing, but this pandemic make me more passive than I was before, and I thought that there was literally nothing to be achieved. I was not productive because yeah, my movement was limited, and I was stuck at home. What achievement can I do? I think like in simpler words, I felt quite useless. There go what's wrong with me. So I think what we don't realize is that we always mislook the small things in our life and just focus on the bigger catch. What things we consider as accomplishment in our life? That's a question to ask, because what I learned from just a video of making a bed is actually the importance of the small task, the small task that we ignore because it seems insignificant. Actually, can contribute to our sense of accomplishment. Okay, there's the two situations here. We either don't do the small task because we see it as insignificant things, or we do the small task but think it's just not worth to consider as part of our accomplishment. So what I want to say is that stop seeing yourself as someone who are not capable to achieve something. Just because your movement now is limited compared to before, all of that small trivial things you are able to do, you have to acknowledge that it is an accomplishment too. Do it and appreciate yourself to be able to do the task. For like example, you doing some deco to your room, you have done something, or maybe folding that pile of clothes of yours. You have done something, or just as simple as rearrange your bed from right to left. You have done something. So start completing all of those small tasks and have that sense of pride and accomplishment. I think that is why the former U.S. Navy admirals say that making a bed is a kickstart to change the world. Yeah, I believe that the small task done can motivate us to do more because we want that sense of accomplishment. So yeah. Making bad can indeed change the world for better. If not for everyone's world, at least that small world of yours will be better. Oh, there goes the first tip: start doing the small task in your life. Okay, moving to next one. I think one of the effective way for me personally to discard the negative emotions that I felt is occupy myself and find some new hobbies. Try something new that you are interested in. Especially those things that you have always wanted to try. I don't know if we still have that free time as much as we were in MCO before, but I guess if we have that spare time where we spend just to overthink our negative emotions, it is better to use it for some hobbies, right? Doing the things you love. But I guess some of you may say that I don't have any hobby. Well, find one. Okay. Let me convince you. The best things about having a hobby and doing things that you love 
is the excitement of doing it, especially if you do something new. Okay, imagine this. You have never baked before and you decide to give baking a try. You beat some eggs, put some flour, give it a strawberry flavor and bake it for like 40-45 minutes and being excited, every 5 minutes you peek into the oven waiting for your cake to rise and when it does, you feel more excited and you may realize baking is what you love. Or if you think, nah, baking is not for me, uh, what about planting? So one day, you decide to grow a plant, you water it, put it under the sunlight and day by day, you watch how it grows from just a bean to the green beautiful plant. And maybe there are some days where you forgot to water the plants and the leaves start turning yellow, but then you're able to save it and see that beautiful green again. And it makes you excited. So, you know, the things that I want to point out here is that these are just a bit of excitement that you may experience when you are doing your hobby or when you are having a hobby. Because there are literally millions of things other than baking and planting that you can try and see if it is what you love to do. Okay, we are talking about how hobby makes us feeling excited here. And we know that excited is such a contradict feeling to, the, to those negative emotions that you felt. So somehow it can help us to discuss ourselves. And not only that, having a hobby also can make you occupied and distract your thoughts from the negative emotions because you just focus on doing the things you love. Okay, story time. Uh, during my school days, I was such a bibliophile. I love books and read every single day. But after school, when I started college, I get busier and have no time to read. I don't know, I probably have all the time, but I just want to create excuse myself. And yeah, I want to add another excuse. I think it's because the smartphone. In my school years, smartphone is not that very important for me. But after that, smartphone is like my best buddy and if free. And in free time, I chose it over the books. So it's been quite long since I enjoy reading. But recently, when I was thinking about what hobby should I try, because I have been stuck in home so long and spend most of my free time in front of the screen, I just decided to start reading a book. Hmm, I said that I was spending my free time with smartphone like scrolling through social media. Do you know that high level of social media use can boost your stress up? Yeah, so when I'm reading a book, not only it distracts my thoughts from the negative emotion, but it also occupied me with things other than social media. It reduced my screen time. Uh, oh yeah, remember the excitement when doing things you love that I talked before? That's what I felt when I'm reading. It is like a memory lane where I literally talk to myself. Aha! This is why I love reading before. The emotions the story brought me till the last pages. The excitement I felt chapters by chapters. The curiosity how the story ends that built in me. I giggle at some pages and cry at the other. I feel good that I can remember how good I felt when I was reading. That's the excitement of doing things you love that I'm talking about. So yeah, 
Oh, if you want to read some books, I don't know what your preferred genre is, but you can read some of Andrea Hirata's. He was my favorite author, and for me, his books are good. And yeah, find a new hobby or try just do your old hobby like me and occupy yourself so that your thoughts can be distracted from your stress. Give some breath and space to your life. Enjoy yourself by doing things you love, even if small things. Okay, next tip. One of the way for you to distress yourself, avoid from all the negative emotions, is to take care of your spiritual well-being, I think. I'm not trying to generalize that our mental well-being is affected because we neglect our spiritual well-being. I know that mental health can be an issue for anyone. There are those that are born with the imbalanced chemical in the brain that lead to negative emotions. But I believe that we also can deny the fact that there are cases where our spiritual well-being play the role for our mental health. Okay, I'm a Muslim, so I'll talk on my perspective as Muslim first. I think it is quite a sensitive issue when we link our mental well-being with our faith. Yeah, just like I said before, I'm not generalizing because, yeah, I'm not generalizing, but there are cases where lack of faith causes to feel that negative emotions. Okay, one of the things that causes us to feel stress, I guess, is when things don't go in our way, and then we question it, how we always have this life hard. And we grieve for that. And when every time bad things happen, if we choose to constantly be in active emotions, it will become it will become a mental habit where eventually your brain will create a physical pathway that can lead to mental health problem. Remember that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala repeat twice in Surah Al Insyirah, with hardship will be ease. As a human. It is okay to feel sad when we face hardship. It's normal, but when we hold to our belief and our promise that with hardship will be ease, we can calm ourselves down and not let the negativity surround us for long, because we believe in that. We hope for that. We release control of the worry that we have to Allah, because we know that Allah is the Almighty. The other things, personally, as a Muslim, I felt. I was quite lucky to have the lockdown in Ramadan. Ramadan is a blessed month for us Muslim, and we tend to do more ibadah than any other months. So what's good is that we get to do the ibadah that we gave excuse not to do it for not having time before. So yeah, with the lockdown, you have that free time, and it really helps when you taking care on your faith. So basically, what I want to say here is that get closer to Allah. In Surah Al Ahzab, verse three, Allah said, "Rely upon Allah, and sufficient is Allah as disposer of affairs." So we are not alone. Have that reliance to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So I guess that a little peek on how our faith can help for our mental well-being. And okay, what about if you are non-Muslim? I think it is the same. Taking care of your spiritual well-being it will be helpful in going through tough times. Okay, have your own spiritual belief system and maybe choose to meditate if you think that is suitable for you because by having a spiritual belief system, it gives you a sense of purpose in this life 
and you able to release control to the power that you believe is bigger than you. So in all what I think, taking care of your spiritual well-being can help you to stay positive during hard times, especially now when it really helpful for your mental health. Okay, move. I think we move for the final tip. And I think this is one of the hardest things to do. It is talk, talk, and talk. Okay, open up about your feelings to someone. Call your friends, call your families, call who you trusted to tell your story about having a conversation. Do not pile up your emotion because it will break. I acknowledge that it is not easy to open up because I think most of us were taught that to express emotions is a sign of weakness. But it's important to share emotional experience and open up to people. Because talking to someone is scientifically proven to help reduce emotional stress. And I think currently the stigma around mental health is changing. It started to get a lot of attention and people started to acknowledge that mental health is as important as our physical health. And since people nowadays are more exposed to the topic, they started to understand that they are a person that needing someone to lean on. So if you feel that you cannot cope with your emotion, it helps to talk about it. Because once you have processed it, you either let it go and move on or come up with a plan as to how to deal with it and improve whatever the situation is. What is important is that do not bottle up your emotion. Okay, And if you don't think that you can discuss the problem with anyone you know, you can always call a confidential telephone counseling service. Uh, I will left a few numbers here. You can try to reach befrienders. You can call them through 0376272929 or you can contact them through Skype with ID BEFKL space SKYPE space 1, number 1, okay? Or maybe if you want to reach Talian Kasih, they also offer counseling service. You can reach them at hotline 15999 or through WhatsApp at 019-261-5999. Okay, I leave these numbers here and both of these helpline is working 24 hours. So if you want to share your problems, just reach them anytime. Okay. Yeah, and if you really can't stop thinking about how something is stressing you out to the point where it's affecting your life, it might be something you want to work through with a mental health professional. Knowing You have to know that getting help is not a sign of weakness. Okay? So, you know, what I want to say here is that take that step to open up. Don't be afraid to talk, talk, and talk. Okay? Oh. I guess we have come to the end of the podcast. I just want to say thank you very much for listening to this podcast till the very end. I really appreciate that. And for recap, I think I want to list back all the tips briefly. So my point of the topic through the podcast is completing the small tasks, find new hobby, taking care of your spiritual well-being, and talk to someone on your emotion. Don't bottle it up. Anyway, 
I have fun sharing this with you guys and I will be very glad if some of the tips help you to cope with your stress during hard times. I wish us all the best and may the hard time pass soon. Till then, stay safe, stay sane. Bye. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. It's Verity.